What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. The Live Golf Invitational Series has taken the sports world by storm. Bryson DeChambeau signed for $100 million plus. Dustin Johnson signed for $125 million. Phil Mickelson is reportedly getting $200 million. And Tiger Woods even reportedly turned down high nine digits. So today's episode breaks down what Live Golf is and if they actually have a chance of competing with the PGA. I had a lot of fun recording this episode, and it's a super fascinating topic. I hope you enjoy it. But before we get into it, let's quickly run through today's sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Whoop. I've been wearing a Whoop for several years now, and it has made a massive difference in my life. It's the only tech product that I wear 24-7. So it's pretty cool to see people like Patrick Mahomes, Rory McIlroy, Michael Phelps, and Justin Bieber wearing one also. Whoop automatically measures your respiratory rate, oxygen level, resting heart rate, heart rate variability, calories, and activity levels throughout the day. Sure, it might sound complex, but Whoop interprets the data for you, so it's easy to digest and actionable. And now, their 4.0 is officially back in stock and shipping in real time. But here's the best part. To celebrate that and Father's Day coming up, Whoop is offering 15% off and free shipping when you use code Joe at checkout. So go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P dot com and enter Joe, J-O-E at checkout to save 15% and get free shipping. Sleep better, recover faster, train smarter, and now feel healthier with Whoop. Next up is 8sleep. 8sleep has dramatically improved my daily performance. For me, I was never able to get a good sleep because I was always too hot. But now, I am falling asleep in record time, faster than I have before, all thanks to my 8sleep Pod Pro cover. The Pod Pro cover by 8sleep is the most advanced solution on the market for thermoregulation. You can add the cover to any mattress, The temperature regulation will create the optimal sleeping environment by adjusting to each side of the bed based on personalized sleep stages, biometrics, and bedroom temperature. The results are proven to be true. Eight sleep users fall asleep up to 32% faster, reduce sleep interruptions by 40%, and get overall more restful sleep. And it's not just me who sleeps on an eight sleep. The product is so good that it's garnered the attention of CEOs, Olympians, UFC champions, and even the Mercedes F1 racing team. So go to eightsleep.com slash joe that's J-O-E for exclusive Memorial Day savings through June 6th. Cool down this summer with 8sleep. Now shipping within the USA, UK, Canada, and Australia. Joe Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of Joe Pompliano and his guests are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion by Joe or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All right, let's get into this episode. What are you going to teach us about today? We're going to talk about live golf today. Oh, I actually want to learn about this. You, this want, to, you want to talk about live golf? Yeah, I've seen that people talking about it all over the internet, and I know nothing about it. Okay, so I'm going to teach you about it. Perfect. Ready? All right. The full name of the the series is called Live Golf Invitational Series, but we'll we'll just call it Live Golf, right? So they're throwing a bunch of money around. So you've probably seen headlines. They signed Phil Mickelson to a deal that's reportedly worth two hundred million dollars guaranteed. <laughs> Dustin Johnson is reportedly going to get paid $125 million guaranteed. They just came out this morning and they- A now, year? No, you'll see. Hang on. So it's not, it's not exactly clear yet, but they've also signed Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau to a deal. So good golfers. They've signed a bunch of other people. And the, the reality of this is that's a lot of money in general, but it's a hell of a lot of money for golf. Yep. So both of those figures, the $200 million for Phil Mickelson and the $125 million for Dustin Johnson- are roughly double what they've currently made on the PGA Tour, right? So their career lifetime earnings on the PGA Tour, they just doubled it through these deals. 
So if you look at this, Phil Mickelson has made $95 million on his career throughout the PGA Tour. He's going to get paid $200 million from Liv. Dustin Johnson has made $75 million. He's going to get paid $125. They're two of the top three or four highest earning players in PGA Tour history. And their minimums right there, their guarantees, are more than Tiger Woods has even made on the PGA Tour. No golfer has made that much on the PGA Tour in history. That's so crazy. It's an absurd amount of money. Yeah, yep. crazy amount of money. So what's happening here, right? First, let's start with what Liv actually is. It's a professional golf league, a new professional golf league that is being run by CEO Greg Norman, right? Former world number one golfer, major winner, and Hall of Famer. And they have recruited these players. And the format is really what's going to be mostly different along with the prize money. So the format is it's going to be eight events this year. They're playing all over the world. They have them in London, Portland, Boston, Chicago, Bangkok, Jedi, and Miami. And it's going to be a combination of individual play. So similar to a regular tournament today, 54 holes stroke play, you play against individual people. But there's also a team aspect to it where you're on teams of four and there's prize money generated for the, the winning teams also. So how are they doing this? Well, Saudi Arabia is funding it. Interesting. Yeah. Basically the whole thing. So, so Saudi Arabia, their sovereign wealth fund, okay, which is the sixth largest in the world. Yep. They have $600 billion in assets. Yeah, they got a lot of cash. A lot of cash. They are funding this. So for people that don't know, Saudi has been doing a lot of this stuff recently when it comes to sports. They bought Newcastle United, which is a Premier League team. Mm -hmm. They bought the rights to host a Formula One race. They pay, I believe it's the biggest fee in Formula One history to host that race every single year. They've done a bunch of other things, right? Lib so sounds like the F1 of golf. Is what I was going to say. Eight events around the world. Which is, like, and they're trying to up that, right? So it's eight to start and eventually they'll do more and, and they want to get higher quality players. So yeah, it's, it's very similar to that model where you're traveling internationally. Mm -hmm. You're basically just getting the top tier players, right? Yep. And we'll talk through some of the reasons why that's different than the PGA Tour. But they're funding the whole thing. So they've gone out, they've recruited some of these players committing hundreds of millions of dollars. And people are mad because Saudi Arabia is in. They're mad because, because Saudi's funding it, right? Yep. So they're saying, how could you do that? Whatever. And Phil Mickelson, who, who eventually said he was going to, apologized a little bit, then eventually decided to do it. He made some insensitive comments calling Khashoggi's killing a mistake, right? Like, you know, he wasn't the only one. Other people have done similar things, right? So it's very weird to hear them kind of try to explain it, right? But mm -hmm. you get the point. So the obvious thing is that they're sports washing. They're, they're trying to get a better reputation. Well, one of the things that I always jump to with this, by the way, like I'm not an expert. I don't know all the details. I don't know what their level of involvement is, et cetera. But the people who believe the world is just black and white in terms of participation or not, it's like, okay, didn't we just find out that many of the major companies in America, the Saudi public investment fund, right? The, the, the yeah, public investors in them, right? Yeah. Has, has so they're shareholders and yeah. you shop there. Yeah. Are you, you know, are you support like, like where's the threshold? Basically, yeah, yeah, of course. Right? Of, of course. I, I uh, completely agree. I think at the end of the day too, like, People can make their own decisions. Yeah. And, then and I can, don't have an answer. Like, I'm just, I'm just throwing out there that like, people, guess what? They own Walmart stock, which means that they're a shareholder in Walmart. And if you shop at Walmart, are you supporting them? Well, it's the same thing, right? Like everyone's supposed to criticize China and like, yeah, when they do something wrong, sure. Have your opinion and criticize them. But like, you can't go around the world attacking every single thing that's wrong all the time and expect, you know, good things to come of that. So I get it. Like say what you want about it and then make your own opinion. But the format of this, I think is what's actually interesting because right. from the business side of the PGA, I think it's actually probably something that they now need to be worried about. It at first was, hey, good luck, right? People have tried this in the past. It's very difficult to get off the yeah, ground. But Greg Norman is no, no pushover. Not only that, but it takes a lot of capital and cash to do yep. this, right? And I think that's the scariest part for the PGA probably is that Saudi has unlimited cash. Yeah, right? They have they, more money. They have more money. They can, they can do this forever, technically, right? And like, they're the only ones funding it. There's no other. So there may be some other investors, but okay. they've already invested multiple rounds of hundreds of millions of dollars, not only in cash payments, but they've bought pre-existing assets and turned them basically into infrastructure for this. Yo, so, I'm mad. Why? 
they doing all this and Greg Norman Jr. ain't called me? Well, 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 uh, well damn, we didn't get it. We didn't get in on the seed round on this one. No, nah, I don't know if it was uh, a venture deal. <laughs> I, I, I don't know I'm if they allowed to call uh, my friend Greg Norman Jr. And say, well, hey, man, what's well, up? To be fair, a lot of people still don't think it's going to work. Okay. Right? So the structure, and which is why people think it is interesting to some degree, is it's completely different from the PGA. So most people don't realize this actually. The PGA players, they're not employees of the PGA Tour, they don't sign contracts as like employment contracts. Okay. They're independent contractors, but. It's turned out now that they can only exclusively play for the PGA Tour, basically. Oh, is the PGA not going to let them play if they're playing for Live? We're getting there, yeah. So, so, so the way this works, right, is the top players, sure, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Roy McIlroy, they all have sponsorship deals. They get paid yep. seven figures every single year, if not eight figures, right, to go out and promote products, whether it's on their shirts, whether it's their clubs, whatever it is. But those are the top players. Even those guys, when they show up to a tournament, you don't get paid unless you play well. Right. So if you think about, oh, so you make no money just for participating. If you're Tiger Woods, you have to, actually maybe there's some tournaments, right. Where he gets an appearance fee or something yeah, like yeah. that. But the average player makes no money unless they perform well in the tournament. So if you're Brooks Kepka, for example, and you show up to a tournament, there's a few tournaments that pay you if you miss the cut, but like the masters and a couple others, but the majority of them do not make any money if you miss the cut. So if you're Brooks Kepka or Justin Thomas, who actually did this a couple of weeks ago, you go to an event, you fly there sometimes private, yep, your whole you, team, you bring your team, you bring your family, you pay for hospitality, you pay for, you know, lodging, food, all that kind of stuff, everything associated with it. You might lose money on some of these tournaments because you're doing all of that. You don't play well. You missed the cut. You don't make a dollar. Right. And again, there's sponsorships and some stuff that you could argue are extrapolated over all the tournaments, but ultimately you could lose money from that. Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't have the sponsorships and that you're happens, screwed. then yeah, you're it's, it's very screwed. difficult. It's yeah. very difficult because you're, you're constantly trying to make more money. Call those negative unit economics. And there are, <laughs> there's nuance to this, right? Where yeah. if you play in a certain number of tournaments, you get a minimum, but it's, it's not 150 grand. It's not 500 grand, right? Yep. It's, it's a smaller amount. So live is not only offering those big guarantees to the largest players. They're offering a $25 million purse for every single tournament. And what that means is <laughs> every single tournament. Every single tournament is a $25 million And that's million just for the purse. winner or? No, or f- it's split, split amongst split everyone. So everyone's going to get paid. So, so there's 48 people playing in each tournament, yep. right? And regardless, there's no cuts. So you can't get cut throughout the tournament. 48 people, you play all rounds, et cetera. The winner, whoever wins the tournament, makes $4 million per tournament, okay. which is like equal to one of the largest purses, if not the largest on the PGA Tour currently. The last place, last place gets $120,000. Damn, they all leaving, dog. They all going to live. I don't care what you say. So I have, I have the numbers here, right? Come on. The top 10 make somewhere between 560000 for 10th place to $4 million for first place. And then the remaining players, 11 through 48, make somewhere between 540000 for 11th place and even last place, $120,000, right? And that's only individual play. Then there's the team aspect where if you're on the first place team, your team splits $3 million. If you're on second place, 1.5 million. If you're on third place, 500K. Bro, they're all leaving. <laughs> they're all leaving. No, it, so- it, unless the PGA changes it. Listen, if you're the bottom of the players and you say, I could earn a guaranteed, what do you say, $150,000 this weekend, or I could earn zero, like 120, yeah. Get but, out your calculators. But so, so this doesn't even account there. They've recruited a wide range of players, right? Because a lot of people have said no. Many top players, not only top, but even even kind of middle tier players. Because of the Saudi stuff? Yeah, that's the main reason why everyone is essentially saying no. A lot of people agree that the current model needs to change in some kind of structure, right? But the Saudi thing is really what's driving a lot of the negativity. And and many people are saying that's the reason not to go. So many of the top players, they say that Tiger Woods was offered a high nine-digit number. 
No way. They say, and he turned it down. Imagine being offered like 750 million, 900 million to go do this. Guaranteed. Guaranteed, yeah. Or, and we don't know how long these I don't know contracts how many, are. Yeah, I don't know. So, so Dustin Johnson, he came out and he said, I don't want to play golf forever. Like this will set my family up forever, right? And one argument is- Which, yes, by, the, which by the way, there are a lot of people who are watching who are like, damn, if somebody offered me- well, this is what I didn't, I didn't say this, but one thing that you could say, right, is out of all the media people that are freaking out over this and mm -hmm. saying that they're bad people or they're wrong and they shouldn't be doing this because of Saudi, how many of them, if they were offered $10 million to go be a journalist for this league, they would go do it? Yeah, of course. I mean, them. it's, uh, I actually think that the players probably have more of a backbone and are willing to walk well, away from money than because, journalists. Uh, 100% yeah. because they have money, right? Yeah, so you're course, in this weird course, thing 100%. Right, where, where one argument towards Dustin Johnson, right, is he, he's already made 100 million plus hundreds of millions of dollars in his career. You're going to be fine regardless, right? Mm -hmm. and, th and that's fair. That's one argument. But I, I do think that it's negative. Who's the PGA backed by? There's a number of different investors, I think. But the, the main guy, the commissioner is Jay Monahan, And he's come out and he said that you will not be able, you have to pick basically. You have to pick the PGA or you have to pick Liv. And the one interesting caveat to this that what? Bro, I just Googled. I just said PGA investors. The very first news article from two days ago from Golf Magic. A hypocrite. Live Golf Investment CEO Greg Norman blast Jack Nicholas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can already see this is like great marketing for Live because controversy yeah, now. Yeah, I think the number was they offered Jack Nicholas. I think he claimed they offered him $100 million for Greg Norman's job before Greg Norman. Um, mm. So people are kind of like, you know, whatever. But there's some nuance to it. Seems like some kind of evidence or some kind of contradicting statements that Nicholas was closer to accepting the role than he previously made known. So whatever, that's besides the point. The point is, though, that they're basically going at the one thing that is the big problem with the PGA Tour today, which is that you have these superstar players, but you don't pay them like that, right? They're, they're relatively underpaid, as crazy as that sounds, for the hundreds of millions of dollars that they make, may make throughout their career. But if you're a player that shows up to a tournament and you're Tiger Woods, you're Brooks Kepka, you're all these different players, like you're providing tremendous amounts of value to that tournament, right? There's no way that you should be either A, losing money or not making equivalent amount of money to the exposure you're giving to that tournament. So that's part of it. I think that it's more interesting to a degree that there are a capped limit, right? So in the PGA, some people like it, some people don't like it, but you don't want a player to miss the cut and not see him Saturday, Sunday, right? If he's a top player, you want to see him sometimes, but it also makes it so that the competition is always the best that there could possibly be. But the one interesting caveat to all of this is that the four major championships are not run by the PGA, right? So the U.S. Open has already come out and said that we're going to allow, if the PGA doesn't allow you to play, we'll still allow you to play. The four oh, major championships, right? So if you're one of these top players and you're like, what do I care about, you know, X, Y, and Z tournament? Durant, I can play the four majors plus go play here and get paid. And make a lot of money. Yeah. That, that might make sense. But not every major has said that yet. Augusta hasn't come out and said it. So, right, U.S. Open was the only one that said, yes, you can play. And their reasoning was the field has already been decided, right? We, we've gone through all of this. We don't think changing the qualifications now makes a lot of sense or is fair to the people who were included. So maybe they change their mind later on. Maybe they don't. But if that's the case, it gets a little more interesting because now you have the ability to play in the four big tournaments each year and you can still go play in these eight. Your schedule's set. It's a much easier and lighter schedule. And then you're competing for boatloads of cash every single week, right? So They've got this weird dynamic now where they've they've incentivized both the top tier players, the middle tier and the and the bottom tier players because you're able to earn so much more cash directly. You're playing less than ever before. And yeah, sure, you're taking a reputational hit maybe to some people. But at the end of the day, it's like, what are you willing to sacrifice to do that? I guess is the question that a lot of these guys are having to answer.
does it blow over? Like, is everyone mad now? And then if it gets on television and it's successful. So that's the other part of this too, that we didn't even talk about is like, this is very clearly a money losing operation because they don't even have a TV contract. They're streaming this on Facebook and YouTube and their website. Bro. Yeah. So everyone's like, why, why don't they have a TV contract? Because the PGA tour right now has all the major providers as a TV contract. And it's like this weird thing of, are you going to cannibalize your own business? Are you going to upset the PGA? Like, most of these people are just going to maintain their life. Oh, it, networks definitely. They haven't even done an event yet, right? So like, yeah. I'm I'm team like step back for a minute, see what happens, right? Don't jump to conclusions, say this is going to fail, this is going to work. Like yeah. they haven't even had a tournament yet. So I think we need to see how some of that plays out. But the guys that committed already are getting getting a lot of heat. One of the networks is definitely going to say, yo, we'll do it. Maybe, maybe. Come on. I, if you're willing to pay... Dustin Johnson or whoever any of these players are, $200 million guaranteed. How much are they willing to pay the network? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, money, money talks in a lot of these situations and these players are, are getting a lot of heat. But Justin Thomas actually had a good quote on this earlier today. And he was essentially just said something along the lines of like, do I wish they didn't do it? Yeah, of course. I wish they were here. Do I hate Dustin Johnson? Do I hate Phil Mickelson? Do I hate these guys? No. Like everyone is able to make their own decision. Do I agree with it? That's up to me to decide, right? And sure, I wish they were here, but I'm not going to get in the way of their decisions and they can do what's best for them and their family. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. We'll see what happens. It's interesting though. And at the least, maybe it makes the PGA Tour re-question some of the things that, that they're, they're doing. That is the competitive pressure. At yeah. least it'll improve the Yeah, because at first it was like kind of like a, a, a little mosquito, right? And you're yeah. just batting away. You're like, yeah, this is really nothing. No major players join. And then when you get Phil joining when you get Dustin joining when you get Bryson when you get Patrick Reed you get all these guys it's like okay this is a little more serious now those guys have won majors those guys have won big tournaments they're real legit players that bring money to our organization we just lost them right like now you got to regroup a little bit and not only like analyze what's going on but fight back right and I think that's what we'll see over the next few months Tiger going to do it for two billion nah Tiger's not going to do it at this point right he's made enough money in his career and it's his legacy right like He's the best golfer of all time, one of the best athletes of all time, beloved by millions of people, hundreds of millions of people. If you're him, it doesn't make any sense really to go do. I get it's a lot of money, but the guy's made billions of dollars in his career. Yeah. Bro, you bring in some knowledge on this show. I appreciate you. Appreciate right, you Appreciate it. Thank you very much. See y'all. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I appreciate you listening to The Joe Pomp Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify so that you don't miss any episodes going forward. And if you are looking for additional content, check out my daily newsletter at readhuddleup.com or follow me on Twitter at Joe Pompliano. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time.